Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. nothing like being in the right place at the right time. As you guys all know, uh, you guys know how I feel about shoes. I'm just here to tell you there is nothing like being at the right place at the right time. I love going to Dillard's and I was there uh, a couple months back and there was a pair of shoes that I wanted, but they were, they were just, I, they, I wasn't going to spend the money. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't. Well, can I do that? No, I can't do that. And so I was there and all the shoes, one pair left for me, in the right size, at the right price. There is nothing like being in the right place at the right time. Come on, sisters. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It certainly beats being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So how do we find ourselves in the right place at the right time? We trust God. That's how. The reason why we need to trust God is because when you belong to him, he uses everything in your life, everything that is happening to you, whether you feel like you're in the right place at the right time or you feel like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, because God will use everything, all things work together for the good of those that are called according to his purpose and for those who love him. We can trust God. The reason why I found that interesting and why it ministered to me is because I went back and I read all of the first chapters before our text, and what I found was the Apostle Paul was sharing with the church in Corinth that when he chose, when he was called and appointed to go and preach the gospel, he didn't find the road that he thought he would find, that his love for God brought him suffering. That his love and his willingness to do what God had called him to do brought him despair. That what it was that God called him to do, which was to take the same gift of eternal life, the message that had brought Paul out of the darkness into the marvelous light, was always bringing him suffering and trouble and trial. I don't know about you, but that's, that's not the walk that I want to walk. Amen? It's tough to understand and reconcile when it says that God loves us, but yet he's willing to allow us to go through those things. But I'm here to tell you why. God allows us to go through those things because this is all about relationship. We're wanting to introduce people to God so that they can be in a living, righteous relationship. Well, here's the thing. If we don't go through those things, how do I know that God is a comforter if I don't know that I need to be comforted? How am I going to experience God in in a need if God doesn't put me in a situation where I need him? How am I going to know that God can save me if I don't need a savior? Anybody in the house today, how do you know that God is a healer if you don't need to be healed? Jesus. We cannot live for God and serve him in our own strength. 
And the Apostle Paul, before we get to our text, he is setting that up for us. He says, listen, no matter what it is that you're going through, please understand you don't need to lose heart. Understand that he says, listen, even though you're hard-pressed on every side, God is not going to let you be crushed. Even though you may be perplexed and not being able to understand why God is letting you go through it, he said he's not going to leave you in despair. Yeah, God is going to let you be persecuted, but he will not abandon you. You may be struck down, but I'm here to tell you, you will not be destroyed. And I haven't stomped in a while, so you will not be destroyed. And the reason why that was so important for Paul to get across to them is because with that price, with that burden that comes of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, you have to know that you can't be ashamed of it. You've got to understand that they knew that the gospel message was bringing salvation to those who were perishing. Without having the relationship with God, the Bible says that if we are not in Christ, we are outside of his will. In our text, Paul introduces the imagery that as the body of Christ, we are called to be God's special agents. Anybody watch any kind of Mission Impossible movies? Uh, anybody want to be a special agent? Special Agent Bonnie. <laughs> we are ambassadors. God is calling us to share the good news. He's calling us to the same mission. He's calling us to go out into the world so that we can share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something, Hope Elam? We are in the right place at the right time to fulfill what God has calling us to do. Anybody want to go on a mission? Hit it. Church, should you choose to accept it, is to reach out to the world around us and share the everlasting love of Jesus Christ. Self-destruct sequence activated. This video will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I love Mission Impossible. I thought that would be fun. So let me share with you this. Let's go to our text and let's see, let's examine what God is trying to teach us through that text. Let's see what it's going to reveal to us. First of all, let us take a look. If you are a Christian, anybody called? Anybody know God? Anybody a Christian? All right. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Let's look. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. I just want to share with you what it means to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ. It literally means that you are a representative, a representative of Jesus Christ himself. Why would he need us to be a representative? Because Jesus is no longer here on earth. He was here, and then the Bible says that he died on the cross, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven right now as we speak. Jesus Christ, our Savior, is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. And so he needs us to make the appeal. He needs our mouth. He needs our hands. He needs our feet to be able to go where he's calling us to go. And can I tell you something? You are in the right place at the right time. Because God is sovereign, because he knows you better than you know yourself. It is not coincidence that you are here at Hope Elam. 
It is not coincidence that God has given you the family that you have. There is no coincidence that you are at the place where you work. Because let me tell you something. There is somebody out there who needs to know that God loves them. And because you have, amen. Because you have the love of God in you, I can tell you, he is all about divine appointments. Amen? He will make sure, and if you wake up every day, what we ought to be doing every day is speaking God's word. It says, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Wake up every day and say, God, you know what? It may not feel like I'm in the right place at the right time, but I trust you. I know that no matter what it is that I'm going through, I can still share the loving, uh, everlasting love of Jesus Christ. Send somebody through my path today to show them love. Send somebody across my path today where I might have the opportunity to let them know that there is hope, that there is something beyond this transient world, that we are not here, we are passing through, that God has paradise waiting waiting for us. Why does God want to do that? Why does God want us to talk to people? Because it's all about relationship. God created us for relationship. Amen? And so what he does is, is that when we make the appeal, we are literally drawing people to God. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that draws all men unto you. Can you just take a moment in the house today? Can, can the people of God just think about every single time God has been good to you? That he has drawn you to him? That he has put him on your mind and on your heart? That he has revealed his love to you? Oh, it is the goodness of God that draws all men. And listen, look at this slide. You, you'll understand what I'm saying. God created man in his image. He did so by breathing into man his breath, and man became a living soul. Every single one of you in here, God breathed into you, and you became a living soul. You are more than flesh and blood. Because God is an eternal God, he created you for eternal things. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has set eternity in the hearts of men. Haven't you ever noticed that even though your body is aging, that your mind feels like you can go all the way back and that there is no end? And it's because God created you to live forever. He created you for relationship because he loves you and he wants to spend eternity with you. Now, one thing that I want you to understand there is a difference between eternity because we are all going to live for eternity. Because we have a living soul, every single one of us is going to live for eternity. But there is a difference between eternity and eternal life. So, so when you leave this earth, the question is, do you know God? Are you in right relationship with him? Do you have a relationship with your Savior? Have you given him the opportunity to remove the sin from your life so that you can be made right with God? Listen, listen to what uh, it says as far as eternal life. It says this. Jesus said, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's John 17, 3. Hear me. Eternal life is not just a span of time. 
Having and receiving eternal life is relationship. It is experiencing God. Paul, in chapter 4, he reminds us that when it comes to sharing the good news, that we are fighting an unseen enemy, an enemy that does not want us to share the gospel with a dying world. Let's take a look. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. So for those who have yet to believe, the Bible says that their minds are blinded by the God of this world. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the light. And when we, when we have a relationship with God, the Bible says that we are to go out and to be the light in the world. Don't you understand that those who are perishing need us to go and be what God has called us to be? If we are not going to go and be the ambassador that God has called us to be, it says that they are blinded by the God of this world. People are waiting for us to share the gospel. Why? Because it's a matter of life and death. You know, in the church, we don't really talk a whole lot about heaven and hell, but I'm here to tell you, the scriptures say over 200 times Jesus Christ talked about heaven. Over 150 times Jesus Christ talked about hell. Can I tell you the difference? In heaven, God is there. God is there. His, his power is there. His presence is there. I don't know about you, but I don't need to hear anymore. I don't, I don't even need to hear that, that in heaven there are no more worries. There is no more death. There is no more struggle. What I need to hear is that God is there. And where God is there, that's where I want to be. And I'm going to tell you what, you'd have a shout if you experience God in your life. The only other place that a soul is going to go is a place where God will not be. Scripture calls it many things. Hell, Hades, many things. And it says that that is where it will be completely and utterly void of the presence of God. You will not experience his light. You will not experience his love. You will not experience freedom. You will not experience paradise. And I'm here to tell you that the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because it ought to motivate us to press through any and every opportunity, no matter what we are going through, to be able to go and share with people that it is by the grace of God that we are saved, lest any man should boast. There is no one righteous. There's no one righteous. We cannot earn our salvation. We are all on the same playing field. That's why we can go to people and we can go in humility and share the love of God because we were at where they used to be. Let me just go a little bit further with there is no one righteous, no, not one. The reason why we need God to impute his righteousness to us is because we will never, ever, ever be able to attain in our flesh the ability to be righteous with God. Do you know how we know that? Because the Bible says that sin separates us from the presence of God. That's what we need forgiveness of, is the sin that separates us from the presence of God. Can I tell you what sin is? 
Sin is rebellion against God. Sin, we learn through the Ten Commandments because that's God's standard of righteousness. I found out at 29 years old, sitting in my garage, I had been to church, I had heard the message, but I still didn't fully understand that the desperation of, of my need for God, of my need to be forgiven, and I sat in that garage and listened to a message called Hell's Best Kept Secret. And in that message, the man who was preaching said, I want to walk you through the light of God's law so that you can see that it's written on the conscience of your heart that you need to understand what sin is so that you understand your desperation for God. Thou shalt not lie. Anybody here ever told a lie? Thou shalt not steal. I'm telling you right now, I, you don't even want to know to the depth of that answer. <laughs> That's a different story for a different day. Uh, have you ever stolen anything? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you shall not have any other God before you. Anybody here ever loved yourself or loved things or loved anything else more than you've loved God? Come on now. Scripture says that if you have broken even one commandment, it says that you have broken it all. You have broken it all. What Paul goes on next and why this is so good is because he shares with us in verse 21 that Jesus Christ took our sin and he exchanged it for his righteousness. We, we, didn't even, we don't even have to do it. Have you ever taken anything back to the store and exchanged something? They're not going to give you something better than what you brought back. You're, you're, you're good to be able to get what it is that you got in the first place, but not God. God says, you know what? Bring, bring me all your sin, past, present, and future. And he said, and when you bring it to me, he said, you know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to take it. And he said, and through Jesus Christ, he said, because he lived his life here without sin, he lived a righteous life. He said, Jesus Christ is going to take your sin. And he said, and then what Jesus Christ is going to give you is his righteousness. That's what I call the great exchange. Look at the scripture. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I love this word. Have anybody ever heard that you were justified now in Christ? Okay, can I, can I tell you? I love how this goes. You ready? I have been justified just as if I've never sinned. I am now made right with God through Jesus Christ. It is just as if I've never sinned. I can't speak for all of you, but I sin every day. I didn't say every day. I said I sin every day. So I don't know about you, but I need Jesus' love. I need his willingness to take my sin and then to give me Jesus Christ's righteousness. God acted out of his love. And here's the thing. He made it possible to remove the separation that we have before we come to Christ. What separates us and keeps us from that divine relationship is sin. So it makes sense that, that we are going to be, uh, if we go against something, that we're going to be separate from. And by definition, sin is what separates us from a holy and righteous God. He doesn't want to be separated from us. That's why he sent Jesus. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world. He said, I came to make, I came to reconcile the world back to me 
through the love that I showed you through Jesus Christ. I love this scripture. Let's take a look. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Jesus Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. One of the scriptures that when I began to study the word of God and I came across and it says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? Understand that we're rapidly all heading towards eternity. The Bible says, Paul says, he tells us that, he says that the flesh and blood that we're in, he said he calls it a tent. So, so the part, remember the part that's created in, in God's image that will last forever, that soul, it's wrapped up in here. So our flesh and blood, all of that's wrapped around it. And I'm here to tell you, we are all rapidly heading toward eternity. I don't care how many pills you take. I don't care how much uh, uh, you exercise. I don't care what it is that you do that this world offers. It is not going to stop us from leaving this earth in death. Amen? And I'm telling you right now, what relationship could you ever have here? What, what material possession, what is it, what, what is it that would ever, you would want to keep you separated from God for all eternity? What does it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You know, the Apostle Paul shares with us at the end in the last piece of the text that we should never forget the gift of God's grace and the promise that we have of eternal life. And why is that? Because he's saying, listen, don't ignore each and every opportunity that you have to share the love of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it isn't an ask. Did you know that? The Bible says God commands. He commands us to go into all of the world and to reach those for Jesus Christ, making uh, and, and discipling those so that we can build up the kingdom of God. Let's take a look at that scripture. Indeed, the right time to share the love of Jesus with the world around us is now. When? Now. When? Now. Mm. You want to know why? Because you're in the right place at the right time. Who is waiting on you to share God's love? Who is waiting for you to let them know that there's something beyond this transient world? The time is right now. As God partners, we beg you to not accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. I just want you to take a moment and I just want you to think about that Jesus Christ is looking for us. He sacrificed his life for us. He's looking for us to sacrifice ours. He's looking for us to partner with him to be able to go out into the world so that we can make the use of our time. Do you just take a moment and think about the time when God called your name? Amen. You know, last week, Pastor John said, there's never more of a time that you are loved more right now. And I want to tell you this. You know, in the word of God, it says in Psalm 139 that God created each and every one of you. And that he knit you in your mother's womb. But here's the thing. Do you understand that before he ever began that process, he chose you? 
He chose you. There is not one person that you are sitting next to that looks like you, that is who you are. He has chosen you to be here and be who you are so that you can reach those that he has sent to you. Amen? Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life, and the one who believes in me will not perish, but have a relationship with God. They will experience him, and they will receive eternal life. So here's the thing. Here's our call to action. Let's take a look. As his ambassadors, how do we reach out to the world and share the love of Jesus Christ? Invite people to church. Can we do that? Can we invite people to church? One of the opportunities that I have is I get to do the New Steps dinner. So folks come and they want to learn more about Hope Elam. And one of the things that I love this last week is there was at least three people that said, I said, how, how did you arrive at Hope Elam? And they said, well, we were invited. You want to know why they were invited? Because we are the friendliest church, the most lovingest church in all the planet. What if that neighbor would have not made a decision to show them the love and ask do you have a church home to invite them to church? We don't know. The Bible says we do not know the day nor the hour. Can I tell you something? That the breath that you took in this morning, God put that in your lungs. Uh, the steps that you got to take, God gave you the power to take those steps. When you lay your head down tonight, the Bible says that it is God who created us. And it says there is a time to be born and a time to die. We are not in control. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. And so what you need to understand is, is that, yes, God has given us this beautiful life here, but we've got eternity waiting for us. And so God wants us to be able to know that he wants us to be with him. The second is get involved, serve. If you do not know, you, you can get on our website, and there are so many ministries and so many ways to serve. And the reason why we're sharing that is because when you come to Christ, part of Sharing the gospel is serving in the body of Christ. Amen? Amen? He needs our hands and feet. Every ministry that's here is representing sharing the gospel. Now, I'm going to say this. We're going to show a little video. Please know that this is not, you do not have to do all of this because I'm telling you right now, I can't do this. We ready? Hit it. The third way that you can continue to, um, the call to action to be an ambassador, listen, when you come to Christ, we have to continue to learn and grow, amen? And so what God does is he gives us opportunities to come and hear the word, he gives us opportunities to come on Wednesday night to dive deeper, to know who he is, because when I'm in a relationship, if I were to walk up to my sister and say, hi, I'm Bonnie, and she says, well, hi, I'm Clintina, do I know her yet? Huh? No. How do I get to know her? I begin to, right, I begin to spend time. I begin to ask questions. I begin to walk with her. I begin to learn who she is. Well, that's what God needs us to do. So you come to church. You, you, you go to classes. We've got 70 times 7, a forgiveness class coming up. And boy, oh boy, don't we need forgiveness, amen, to learn how to forgive? We, we've got Alpha coming up, which is an opportunity if you've never taken it. It's a basic core class to learn who is God. Why are we here? 
What does God require? Anybody take Alpha? Yeah, amen. That's coming up in September. You've got men's ministry, women's ministry, all of these opportunities to be able to come and grow. This is a growing church, amen? So we're going to close with this. The worship team is going to come up, but Paul ended his scripture, his text for us, and this is what he said simply. Today is the day of salvation. There was a young lady who many, many, many months ago came to visit. And the next day I got a call. And it was from the lady who invited her and she said she's in the hospital. They don't think she's going to make it. She left our, our church, got on the freeway, and got hit by a semi. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. The day of salvation is here. I don't know if there's a little kid in this room. I don't know if there's an adult, but I'm telling you, if God has been calling your name, if he has been sending ambassadors to cross your path, planting seeds, talking to you about Christ, and I'm telling you, you have not repented. It says if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died, you will be saved. I'm his ambassador right now. I'm making the appeal. If you are here and God is telling you come to walk through the prayer of salvation, come. We have got prayer partners. They will be up here. If you need prayer about what we have talked about, you, you, you want prayer, please come. Today is the day of salvation. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.